This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Welcome back to the Mark Podcast. This is Kelly King, and I'm here with my co-host, Elizabeth Heinemann. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey. We have a special friend with us here in the studio today. It's so fun we get to have them right, right here with us, I know. right? Yes. And she's not just, like, she's our new author, but she's also a friend and a co-worker. And so we love Mary Wiley, and her new resource is called Everyday Theology. So we're going to talk yes. a little bit about that. So Mary, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. She's a podcaster herself, and we're going to talk about that later but tell Mm -hmm. us just a little bit about you your family and kind of your journey of just getting to this bible study sure so uh, i of course work at lifeway and we live uh, right outside of nashville in lebanon a little bit off the beaten path say lebanon lebanon Lebanon. yes to know that it's not lebanon Uh, it is very easy to identify how long someone has been locally uh, by how they say Lebanon. Now, yeah. when we moved, we were like, we've moved to Lebanon, and our church very quickly was like, people aren't going to like you right. if you continue to say that. <laughs> um, so we love uh, we love living out there. We moved because I was serving as an interim children's minister uh, at a church there, and we just fell in love with the church, and uh, they have just really served us really well. And so uh, we serve at Fairview Church. Of course, we have two kids who are three and four. They're just four months apart, mm-hmm. and we are one of those weird families who chose uh, while pregnant to adopt. So we were walking through the foster uh, process of being foster parents had asked God to allow us to adopt, uh, but we didn't specify our timing with him. Uh, And so as we prayed and asked him to do that, he answered. uh, And yet it was when we had just found out that the little girl that was baking uh, was a girl, and we were about halfway through pregnancy there, and uh, got a call that a little boy had been dropped off at the hospital and that he wow. could come live at our house in about two days. <laughs> and so uh, and the church is just a really big part of that story. At the time, we owned a glider. And that was it. And if you know anything about babies, you're going to need a little bit more than a glider to keep them alive. Right. Uh, And so, of course, um, our church just rallied around us and was the hands and feet of Christ. Uh, I mean, a family washed our clothes for weeks. And I was like, this is the most service I've ever received. (laughs) And there's a new level of intimacy with you guys because there is, you know, spit up all over our clothing and you're choosing to wash them at your home. And so uh, just such a sweet time. And as we've continued to learn and grow and love this church, uh, something that became really apparent, especially serving in children's ministry, is the questions I was getting from moms mm-hmm. all kind of centered around what does the Bible say about this foundational truth? Uh, how do I answer my kid when he asked me how to explain the Trinity? How do I ask or how do I answer when kids ask me what does it mean to be saved? Or should I explain asking Jesus into my heart as asking Jesus into my heart when my child keeps thinking I'm talking about open heart surgery? Um, And so I got to have a lot of those conversations and just realized um, there's not, uh, these women haven't experienced deep teaching on just the foundational truths of scripture. And having been a 
a seminary kid, having been uh, just someone who loved theology from really early at a youth minister who just really taught me a lot of things and gifted me my first copy of Systematic Theology, <laughs> which as a complete nerd of a kid, I read cover to cover and like <laughs> That's loved so great. It yeah. and so yeah, I understand most people that. would be like, what? <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I understand that that is super weird. Uh, but I do think it has really brought brought me to this place where uh, this study has really become what what I would say is part of my life's work is yeah. bringing biblical truths to women uh, and, and helping unpack theological truths that seem too lofty and too hard mm-hmm. to understand and really helping people understand that actually uh, this is foundational to every decision you make during your your day, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that is a huge life decision or of like adopting a child into your family, or if it is just, you know, what do I do while I'm at the grocery store? How do I talk to people? How do I spend my time? What what does my checking account say about how I'm using my money? And all of these things really spur from what we believe is true. And so was able to uh, write this study just because I saw a need in my church and taught it. And uh, as a couple of other people reached out and were like, hey, can I just have that? And I was like, well, yes, but also I work at Lifeway. So I think I am bound by some amount of contract to do something with it and so was waiting on like a quick yeah we're good you can send that on and uh was just really overwhelmed to hear like no we think this is a need in the church that we could meet um and so really excited to see churches hopefully adopted and and really uh, not because we want them you know we want the bible study everywhere but because i want to see women love the lord walk with him well and really know what they believe not only Mm -hmm. so they can teach their children now that is certainly a huge benefit for moms but to really know and live what they believe yeah yeah and i think that is something that we've seen over and over is women And that's why we were like, yes, we need to publish this Bible study because we see women ask about these concepts and they may not use the term theology because a lot of times that's kind of like a church word. It's a $10 church word. What does that mean? And so if you could just expand upon what does the actual word theology mean? And then like, how would you encourage the women that might be intimidated by these like terms like theology or doctrine or Trinity? Like there's some big words in there that can be kind of intimidating. Absolutely. Uh, And I've heard that a ton uh, from women in my church who are like, I'm not smart enough to explain these things to my kids or to explain these things to my friends or to even base my life on these things. Uh, And so I always try to explain as I hear their frustrations or their concerns that theology, the root of that, that theo actually just means God Mm -hmm. and ology, which is a a, you know, suffix that we should, or suffix? Yes? Yes. Sure. Yeah. A suffix that we should all be really familiar with. And that as we hear anthropology or biology, biology, (laughs) it's the study of biology is the study of life Uh, in the same way. Theology is the study of God. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about God, what he has done, what he is doing and what he will do. And, and what we know to be true based on the God we see in scripture. And so I do think it is helpful to set that ground, just foundation to say, we're not talking about some concept of God that we've created in our heads Mm -hmm. or that uh, sounds really, you know, we, we create him in our own image a lot. I think as we talk about this concept of God, but we are really saying, what does the Bible, which we believe 
believe is the mm-hmm. inspired inerrant word of God say about the God that we serve. Yeah. Um, and so that's really the foundation here is that week one, we start in scripture uh, mm-hmm. because I think we need to believe yeah. that scripture is true before we can even believe that God is who scripture says he is, mm-hmm. or we will, we'll make ourselves God or we'll mm-hmm. raise up some other idea of what God looks like when really our God, the God of scripture is far better than anything we could imagine. And he praised the Lord is not made in my own image, but we are in his. Well, and you know, I I still remember going into my seminary class Mm -hmm. on theology and thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot of philosophy. It's going to be a little over my head. I don't know if I'm going to like this. And actually, when when I started the class and as I got into it, it was, it was, it was really just kind of confirming a lot of the things mm-hmm. that I had been taught most of my life and just yeah. going, yes, okay, yes. And yes. Then putting it in words, knowing for, you know, just kind of knowing what you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think for women that may be thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot of like theories and da, da, da. No, it is like your basic doctrines Absolutely, of, of yeah. what you, probably a lot of what you have been brought up and you know, but this solidifies and kind of puts Mm -hmm. it in context. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you say? I mean, that's for me, that's how how I saw it. Yeah. I think we try to put it in context of where we see those truths in scripture, but also really helping uh, the reader understand. So what do I do with this truth? If God Mm -hmm. is three and one, if if the Holy Spirit lives within me and he is God, what does that mean for the way that I live? Now I should live a much more empowered life. I should be relying on him because the spirit of God lives within me and and a knowledge of that and an acknowledgement of uh, our reliance on him in that I think can really change the way we live our everyday life. It changes the way uh, I think understanding that Jesus who sits at the right hand of the father is interceding for me and that he has not only lived a human life and understands, but the Holy Spirit is also doing that, who is, of course, walking with us each and every day. Uh, and then to know like all, you know, the transcendence of God is near, God is constantly near to us and yet interceding for us and we are known and seen. I think we live in a highly connected world where we all want to be seen, we all want to be known, uh, but actually being known is like few and far between now yeah. because yeah. one-on-one conversations aren't happening and and I fear that often we consider God as a friend on Facebook, as cliche as that sounds of like, he's a little distant, he kind of sees, but he's not really involved. And uh, some people would say he's a watchmaker who set everything up and just kind of let it happen. But no, the God of scripture, the God we serve is is near and he is concerns. His concerns are our concerns and he is uh, constantly active. And so I do think that changes the way, it changes the way we wash our clothes. Yeah. You know, it changes those moments and gives us peace and hope in the seemingly mundane moments of life. And I think, too, that speaks a little bit to even the term like the study of God can be intimidating. Like I picture these people like maybe monks or something in a old place with these like (laughs) a dusty library. Yeah, the books that are like ancient. You can't even turn the pages. And I think like. Like you said, we study God by reading the word, by being with him like that's and we I mean, we have Bible studies all the time and we don't think of it in that way. Often we just think of like, oh, we're going to do our Bible study. And we often don't think about it. We're studying God. We're studying what God is about. We're studying God, what God said about us. Um, And the way we live that out is the everyday part of your title. And so we do live out what we believe about God 
every day. Absolutely. And we live out what we believe about the Bible. We may just like I don't often sit and think, oh, I'm going to be kind to people because they're made in the image of God. And that's like I learned that through, you know, this study and Mm -hmm. like think of the Imago Dei, like the terminology and all that. Like you don't think about that. You just think I'm going to be kind to people because that's what I should do. And so that kind of thing, I feel like we can get intimidated by thinking too much about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we do need to think about it because that's the only sure. way that we establish these like principles or doctrines, like you said, yeah. Kelly, to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, we just often call them fancy words. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it's just kind of breaking down that terminology, which is one thing that I love about the study is how you break down all the different aspects. And like this is ev- like everybody can do this. Everybody yeah. has a theology, whether you think that's you true. do or not. Absolutely. And so this is kind of just helping set the foundations of those tenets of our belief like this is unchanging and this is what we all believe yeah Yeah. as simple as choosing what to eat for breakfast uh we're making decisions based on what we believe is true about our body what we believe Mm -hmm. is true about how god has created it what we need for fuel i don't always make the best decisions (laughs) as you know i'm on my second or third cup of coffee at this point um but even these like seemingly unconnected mm-hmm. discussions are really rooted in what we believe is true. Yeah. And so I think identifying those helps us to better honor and worship God. The goal of theology is never developing more knowledge. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that will result in a really discontented, disoriented life. Yeah. When you know things, but you're not living them, you know things and they're not true also in your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal of theology is to know God, not to know about God. And as we develop uh, and identify what our theology actually is, a right theology will always lead us to worship. Mm -hmm. Um, And that worship, if it is rightly in in God, will be worship of him. But if our theology is rooted in ourselves or our theology is rooted in how great our situation is, then we're going to worship those things. Or even if your theology is is in is determined by someone else. Like I know people that are like, that is a caution that we all have to think of when we have a favorite speaker or pastor or author who is very theologically sound, but we can end up shifting our focus and our worship to them just because we're studying through them. Absolutely. But yeah, I think like we think about studying things and, but it is kind of just getting to know something. Like Mm -hmm. when you're completely, I remember like being in school and just being completely immersed in a subject like Mm -hmm. I I was read a lot in school because I was an English major and so just like if I actually knew what I was talking about that meant that I had studied I had read the book I had read studied about the author I had studied like I was kind of like in that world for a while yeah and I think that's kind of how we think about we should think about theology it's like we're completely immersed in it and like I felt like I knew some fictional characters and some authors which I didn't know them because I didn't I was they were Mm -hmm. not they were dead or they weren't real you know Mm -hmm. but I feel like that is kind of more how we should think about theology than like studying for a test which I feel like we can think about it that way sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say is kind of different about the study? I mean, we have a lot of studies at Lifeway Women. Sure. And so I, the probably the biggest difference for a lot of people is that mm-hmm. this is a print-only yes. study. Um, so women need to, to know that. But we, we get that request yeah. a lot from so people. So that means just yes. that's kind of insider terminology, I that's feel right. like. But that means that's there good. are no videos for that's, it. Thank yes. you. So yes. you can do this without watching videos. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah. what else would you say is kind of unique, maybe? For sure. So I think uh, the reason we went away from videos, which can be helpful to know as well, is that we wanted this to be something that could be accessible for you and a friend to do at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am from a really small town, and I feel like my friends are just being so kind to me, and a lot of them are walking through it on their own, yeah. um, which has been really encouraging yeah. as they've reached out to say, here are the things God's doing, and I'm walking through this alone now, but I can't wait to share it yeah. with someone else. And so uh, I think that definitely sets it apart. Something else that is just a real passion of mine is that I think we should be memorizing scripture. I think there's a real value in internalizing God's word. Uh, I certainly don't do it perfectly all the time. And I think back to my years of Bible drill, if anyone Mm -hmm. is familiar with that, when I memorize verses, not because I wanted to hide them deeply in my heart, but because I wanted to be better at it than my friends. Uh, But those, God has really brought those back throughout my life to memorize when I need them, uh, despite the sinfulness of my (laughs) desire to simply win. um, God has really used that. And so it's something that I feel like we have kind of lost the art of. Um, I don't know a lot of people who sit around and think about one thing for an extended period Mm -hmm. of time at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like to. I like to constantly be moving forward. Yeah. But I think really rooting things in Scripture, uh, it helps us live out our theology. And so each day there is a Scripture to really meditate on and and memorize. Now, that is not meant to be uh, something that feels um, oppressive. And so if, if Scripture memory is not easy for you, uh, that is okay. But to have some regular cadence of, of just focusing really on what God's Word says. There are cards online that people can download. I love to carry uh, note cards around on me with Scripture. I can pull them out at a red light rather than opening my phone to see what's going on in the world of the Internet. Um, You know, in those moments when I'm putting kids to bed and I'm laying really still in the bed to pretend (laughs) that I'm sleeping so that they'll sleep, um, I can pull up cards. I have some digital cards on my phone I can pull up. There are tips and tricks of how to memorize that are listed uh, in the Bible study. Something that was really fun to work on for this Bible study uh, is some articles that are at the end of each week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like they can help develop more some of those bigger concepts like the Trinity that so many uh, questions spur from. And so it can help you really gain a grasp on here's where the guardrails are. Uh, Here's what it looks like to drift too far Uh, to one side. Here's what it looks like to faithfully believe what the Bible says. And here's where, you know, in history, we may have gone wrong on some of these things. Uh, And so there are articles, uh, some are practical, some are some details on historical pieces that are helpful just in the conversation. Um, And so those are throughout, but they don't have to be used. And so if someone is not interested in one of the subjects, uh, they can skip right through them. Mm -hmm. And we also took some time to sit down and say, what are the normal questions that people are going to ask about God? Let's answer those as succinctly as we can um, in the pages of this book for them. And so not to you know minimize all of the nuance that comes with a lot of these questions, but to really help you think biblically. Uh, the goal of this study is not necessarily to tell you what you believe, but to mm-hmm. help you develop what scripture says and to let it live deeply within your life. Uh, because I don't want people to follow me. Mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't care if my name is on the front of this book or not. I want people to follow the Lord. I want them to know what scripture says. And Elizabeth, you mentioned Mm -hmm. like, we can't just look at what, you know, our favorite speaker is saying. I think there's so much wisdom in that uh, because we need to know what God's word says and not what Mm -hmm. someone's opinion is. I've tried to be really careful to say, here's where scholars disagree. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of draw your own conclusions. There are, I think it's important for us to to say, there are really confusing parts of Scripture. Yes. There are really gray areas where as much as we would love God to have said really clearly in his word, this is what is true. Yeah, for this instance, is exactly in times. Yeah. That's one of the t- things that and you tackle. And there yes. are godly people who believe Absolutely. all of the th- all the the whole mm-hmm. spectrum of it, godly yes. people who have studied it, and so there are some things like Paul refers to the mystery of God over yes. and over and over again. And so, as much as some beautiful. of us, like our personalities, hate that, yes. um, it's still like the mystery is beautiful, and we kind of have to learn to dwell in that and not yeah. knowing some things. But yeah, like you said, scholars disagree yes. on some things. So I do appreciate that you point that out because I think that's important to know when we do have different opinions on things just to know like hey I don't know none of us know this for sure this is where I kind of have figured out where I'm gonna believe or lean on this and here's why but absolutely yeah I feel like we're all gonna be really surprised (laughs) when we're all standing before the throne and God's like let me tell you what was really going on how all of this really shook out I've Um, said before that I feel like some parts of heaven will be like a lecture hall because I I love I love learning. And so some of my coworkers have said that would be not heaven for them if they had to come and listen to lectures. But I was like, I would love to know, like, okay, in this seminar, we're going to talk to Peter about what it felt like to walk on water or, you know, we're going to find out what Jesus wrote in the sand, you know, these different things. I was like, yes, that would be so fun. I would love that. I'm in. I will sit by you (laughs) for all of those class times. Great. And we'll have eternity to to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I, I, want to say too one of the things I just was when I was looking through it I think you did a really good job of like helping a leader mm-hmm. uh, because the the group leader yeah. type helps and stuff um for me as someone that may want to lead this yeah. it, it really was like there's some really good outlines and structure yeah. for leading the group through it you so I really mind, appreciate Kelly. that I was, oh really I had turned to that page because I wanted to point out that because a lot of people are intimidated sure. if there's not a video teaching that's true that they they don't have anybody else teaching, but that you have the group guides listed out. It has questions to ask, all of that kind of stuff. And one thing that we always say with any of our Bible studies or any Bible study that you're going to do is to let your pastor know that you're doing it or your like groups minister or whatever you want, a discipleship mm-hmm. minister, women's ministry leader. So that way they can be praying for your group. But also if you do come up on a mm-hmm. question, they're prepared that you might have a question. And that's true if you're leading yeah. it in your church or if you're just like, hey, I'm going to be leading a friend through this Bible study mm-hmm. at Starbucks or at a coffee shop. And could you just be praying for us? And also, like, are you available or do you can you yes. give me the number of someone who's available sure. to answer? Because you will have some questions come Absolutely. up that you won't know how to answer. And your pastor may not know how to answer them either, but he can probably help point you to like yes. resources that could help. You out. And even as we went through this, I mean, there were times where I would say, I don't know, but yeah. I can find someone who does. And as we approached kind of the end of the study, we ended up scheduling just a question and answer time with our pastor. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a great so he idea. Came Maybe in, yeah. could do that. Yeah, that he came in. And I was like, so I've kept a list of all the questions that (laughs) I don't want to or can't answer. So here we are. And so they were able to kind of talk through those more difficult 
questions that they were wrestling through. And it also gave us an opportunity to say, here's where we differ potentially on the reading of this yeah. particular text or, um, and that that's okay. And that we can yeah. have cordial conversations. We can love each other. Well, we can be part of the and, same church. You know, yes. And, and especially when it comes to end times, which right. I kind of land in the camp of like, as long as I'm with Jesus, <laughs> yeah. I'm good yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really helpful because mm-hmm. I think you hear a lot about that. And yes. yet if, you don't know all the different sides. It just feels like a lot of like just fighting for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and so that is never the heart of real theological conversation. I think we see it a lot on the internet, which makes me so <laughs> sad, but I think in the church is the right place to wrestle with yeah. these is with trusted advisors, your pastor, mm-hmm. those who can counsel. Uh, and we all need that. And yes. I say that as someone who deeply loves theology, who wrote a study about it. Like I need someone to be counseling me to ask my questions to as well. Yeah. Uh, I think something that I've learned as we've taught women uh, this at my church is that they need to hear a leader say, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. None of us do. Right. Uh, and I've just laughingly shared with them too. If anyone tells you that they do know everything, <laughs> you might want to run. Yeah. Like don't walk, run. run. Because yeah. we just, we don't know. And if we did, we would be God. We'd be placing ourselves as an Mm all-knowing creator of all knowledge, and that's not who we are. And so not knowing everything is actually a cause for worship, mm-hmm. is that we can we can worship in those moments when we don't know or we're in a gray passage of Scripture or we're reading Leviticus and we're like, <laughs> I do not understand why you made all of these rules, but I'm sure that there's a reason uh, that we can say, I am finite, Mm-hmm. But you are infinite. You are all knowing. You are beyond comprehension. And I am so thankful for a God who is like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Well, and I, I even mentioned this to you before we started recording that our discipleship pastor last night I got to church and he had a copy of the <laughs> Bible study and he was he was like, This is this is so good. And he said, Can can I teach this to guys too? Like it, yeah. it, I think that and I'm like, I think so. I don't think this is something that, you know, even though it's been produced you know, in our women's yeah. area, it's really a study that I think anybody would mm-hmm. really probably enjoy walking through. I yeah. hope so. I certainly hope so. I tried to keep any uh, definitely like mom, girl jokes out uh, just for accessibility's yeah. sake. Um, but I also am female. And so there are times where females, yeah. you know, they are better with other females, which is appropriate and fine as well. But I do hope that it serves a broader purpose in the church. So if women wanted to dive deeper in the subject, like you already talked about the articles that are in the back yeah. of the book, but what are some other resources outside of the Bible study book that you would recommend to women who are wanting to dive deeper into theology and the study of God and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff? So I am a book nerd. Uh <laughs> I, if you could see my Amazon wish list, uh, mm-hmm. my husband doesn't like to look at it because he's like, why are books so expensive? And I'm like, well, I would spend all of our money on books <laughs> if I didn't have to pay for daycare. But um, <laughs> so I would say the number one book, if you're going to buy one book uh, as a lay leader, it would be 50 Core Truths of the Christian Faith. It is by Greg Allison. Yeah. He was a professor of mine. I think he is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it 
is accessible. So it's going to walk through these key doctrines. It's going to be a similar format in that uh, systematic theology normally kind of holds the same breakdowns that you'll find in this study of Scripture, God the Father, uh, Jesus, Holy Spirit, man, uh, redemption, church, and then end times. And so um, he is going to walk through those, but he's going to say, it's really, it's a teaching guide in a lot of ways to teach a group that you might be uh, walking through. But also what is most helpful, I think, about that book is that it tells you, like, traditionally, here is where the church has made mistakes Mm -hmm. uh, on this particular concept. So it's like three pages for each concept. He does a great job of really boiling it down. If you're looking for a broader discussion I think Wayne Grudem's systematic theology tends to kind of be the gold standard of uh, the process through which he walks, where it's like question, answer, question, answer yeah. is it's really very accessible, readable. super readable. Yeah. It um, seems intimidating when you look yes, at it, but it is pretty readable. Yeah. And these books, unlike my 14 year old self, are really not meant to be read cover to cover. Right. They are reference books for you to say, here's the question I'm facing. Mm-hmm. Let me go see what really smart people who've done a lot of research say about it. Uh, but something that's free and really easy to access is the 99 Essential Doctrines. It's put out by a team of ours at Lifeway. Uh, it's put out by the Gospel Project. It is incredibly helpful just yes. as a litmus. It's like one or two sentences per point. And there are 99 of those things that are traditional Christian doctrine that have been held by the church since its advent, uh, you know, just after Christ's ascension. We use that in um, Jude, the study by Jackie Hill Perry. So she referenced that, too, because he talks a lot about not losing the essentials. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And then the last one I will recommend, because this is literally my favorite book in the whole world. Uh, And I'm actually reading a second book by this guy right now that will very quickly become my second favorite in the whole world. And that's called Delighting in the Trinity. It's by Michael Reeves. Uh, He is a former youth minister, and so he does an excellent job of keeping you engaged and really I mean, he brings a huge punch in every sentence. It's one of those books that it takes a little longer to read through because like you're rereading different paragraphs because you're like, whoa, this is so heavy and yet so accessible and so wonderful. And um, and so that is something that I would recommend every Christian read. Again, it's called Delighting in the Trinity. It's going to give you a broad understanding of that union uh, within the Trinity, of the union we have with him and just the implications of that on your life. And, and so we'll put links to all these in the show notes perfect. so you don't have to like yeah. pull over to the side of the road. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they are also, so I, uh, again, am a huge book nerd. And so there is a long list of resources in that. the back yeah. of uh, the Bible study. These are books that I pulled from for the study, but also things that I just recommend. I think they are excellent and just helping us have broader understanding of these concepts. Because mm-hmm. as much as I would love to say we we can like form your whole theology in 40 days, eight weeks of study, and you are never need to ask a question yeah. again. We know that that's not the experience True. of the Christian life, that we need to continually be learning and yeah. growing. I, I do hope this is a resource that you'll stick on your shelf and pull back out when you have well, a question, uh, but that we do need other resources to help us continue yeah. to grow. Well, I think the study of God, if we break down the word theology, that yeah. is something that we're going to be doing from here forever. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah, that will continue into eternity. And that mm-hmm. is what 
Now, I don't think that we're actually going to have lecture halls, though that would be wonderful for me. <laughs> but I do think like that's something that we're always yes. going to be doing. We're always going to be studying God. So it's great to like have a list of trusted resources to do that with that yeah. will help you do that as alongside your Bible, because you never Absolutely. should abandon the Bible with, <laughs> while the reading other things. Yeah, exactly. always read the Bible. Yeah. yeah. And so and I. Also, you have a podcast coming out. Is that? Yes. Can we share about that? We can. (laughs) Absolutely. So we will have an everyday theology podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will be a short series where we will walk with uh, key teachers that you guys are really familiar with through each of these subjects. So there'll be eight episodes. I hope that it will enrich the study, uh, that you can listen to the week's uh, subject after you finish up your week's study and can continue to benefit. So we will actually launch that the week uh so a week from now okay great that's and that's something too that i think you could do instead of videos is like you could have everybody because podcasts are free and everybody can kind of do it on their own time so like in between you could also assign hey also listen to this week's you know podcast or whatever and that would be another way to get some other perspectives because you'll be leading that discussion but then you'll have guests that and so I feel like that would be far smarter than I am and it will be wonderful (laughs) I feel like that would be a fun way to do Bible study and something kind of different Mm and um definitely something that's very accessible because anybody can listen to a podcast as long as you have internet access (laughs) and you can get that for free at the library so (laughs) anybody can listen to a podcast and that way you can kind of although you might want to wear headphones if you're at the library listening to a podcast or if you're at work and you have to share the gospel (laughs) hey all of you guys could y'all just listen to this podcast it's about the gospel thanks yeah you'll be super popular (laughs) um okay so the question that we always ask every Mm -hmm. episode if we want to ask you to is what has marked you in your life yeah, this is a wonderful question, and I had so many different answers. Yes. I was like, okay, well, this is going to become the entire podcast. Uh, so I think what has probably marked me most boils down to some events in uh, around my like becoming a teenager mm-hmm. time frame. So my dad was diagnosed with cancer when I was eight years old, um, and that is something that not a lot of eight-year-olds know really what to do with it. Uh, my dad was my very best friend. He read me the Hobbit every year, (laughs) which certainly has made me the nerd that I am. But um, and so just dealing with that and really seeing. So my dad and my pastor were best friends. And so I was able to ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And my dad, in his wisdom and also in my stubbornness of like wanting to go with him to the cancer center every day, despite my mother being like, no, um, I I wanted to go. I wanted to be there. And so I saw a lot of really sick people. Mm -hmm. And so through seeing sickness, my dad really wisely said, sin is mm-hmm. is similar and it's a cancer yeah. in a lot of cases and that the yeah. only cure for that is Jesus. Now, of course, we want to clearly communicate sin doesn't just make us sick. Right. Yeah. We're dead. Mm-hmm. We're dead in, uh, before Christ. But uh, through that really uh, came to know the Lord had always been brought up in the church. But that moment defined a lot for me uh, as I think back over kind of how I've continued to grow. My dad ended up losing that battle to cancer when we were 12, and yet the Lord was really kind to us and the way that it happened in the time that we had. And so I was marked 
I mean, of course, that has really been a big part of my life. You know, it's like the whole question of who's going to walk you down the aisle and what do you do and what does this look like? Uh, And yet not being defined, being marked by it, but not defined by it, I think is something a lot of people Mm -hmm. can associate with any kind of trauma Mm -hmm. is it's really a good thing that we're marked by these moments. Uh, But it becomes a bad thing when we become wholly defined by it. And so uh, in that process, I learned the love of a church. I saw the church really raise up in the same way that they've they've rallied around us as adoptive uh, parents and uh, the way that they've loved us so well. Uh, But then just I also thought about like, my dance teacher, I danced all growing up, taught dance even after moving to Nashville. And so it's been a large part of my life. But my dance teacher is the most on fire Christian I've ever met. And really, she took the time to mark our lives. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think about that all the time. Like I am who I am because of these moments, because of these people. And we stand on the shoulders of a whole lot of giants. Mm-hmm. And so it's how can I be that person for someone else? How can I be the one that allows someone else to stand on my shoulders and goes far beyond anything that I can do in my life, but can then show uh, show God's love, show the truth to those people who come long after us? And so uh, I think that the things I've been marked by have continued to rear their heads in my life. And I pray that the way that we mark others does the same. Thanks for sharing that, Mary. I mean, I really appreciate just your vulnerability yeah. in that mm-hmm. and and really what your story has shaped your theology in Absolutely. a lot of ways. And and we, we pray that this particular study is going yeah. to do that for someone. We don't know what they're going through, mm-hmm. but it could even be a comfort and, a, and just that reassurance of the hope that we have in Christ. So Absolutely. thank you so much for being with us yeah. today. And we appreciate fun. all of our listeners and yes. hope that you'll join us again for our next podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.